Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration with Tamina Watson on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us this morning um, on this very lovely Tuesday morning. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest who's joined us today, and I cannot wait for you to listen to him. Uh, But before we talk about that, we have some other things to talk about. Um, A recap of the show. This is all about immigration law. We will talk about issues and updates. Um, And in the show that is held every Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, we also interview notable immigrants and notable people making an impact on immigration. Today is a special show because we are trying out Facebook Live. If you are on Facebook, then please try out our Watson Immigration Law Facebook page and see our video. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because radio, you never get to see anyone. Um, and you're probably at work thinking, hmm, how can I listen to the radio? But why don't you just try logging onto your Facebook page and checking us out on Watson Immigration Law's Facebook page. So uh, if you have questions, our phone number at the studio is 844-301-1250. That's 844-301-1250. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions. We have a wonderful guest. And actually, when we start speaking with your with our guest, you may actually have questions for him. So he'd be happy to take your calls. I would indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, news update. Really, really big news. Um, the Supreme Court, as you may remember from our recent um, show, had uh, essentially not made a decision on the DACA DAPA case. Um, and a reminder the DAPA DACA case was really about President Obama creating a path for parents of children uh, who are U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents to have work permits in the U.S. Um, So what the administration did yesterday was ask the Supreme Court to rehear the immigration case. Um, Whether the Supreme Court will actually hear the cases, um, it's it's very up in the air. It's a very unusual thing for the Supreme Court to do. But um, try they must because there are only a few months left for this administration in office. Um, I don't know how you can avoid the news, but the Republican convention and part uh, convention, have you been paying attention to it? Sadly, I did. Yeah, yeah. And immigration is really at the forefront of it. If you are a new citizen, um, if you are a new citizen in the U.S., then um, make sure that you register to vote uh, because your vote is really, really important. And all our listeners and viewers, if you've joined us, um, your vote truly is important. So pay attention to what's going on. Uh, we simply need to have sensible people in office, sensible, smart, educated, and informed people in office. And if you want to know who should not be in the office, pay attention to the Republican Convention. Um, you know, as a Brit, 
Uh, I have to talk about Brexit just a little bit. Absolutely, please. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, what's going on in my home country, you know, it's really up in the air. And as we talked about last week, Theresa May the, became the second woman prime minister in the UK on Wednesday. Our show was on Tuesday and she became prime minister on Wednesday. And in fact, since then, immigration has been a huge, huge uh part of the news out there. There had been raids on Tuesday, whereas she had taken um, uh, office on Wednesday, to, to find students who were working. And students are now no longer allowed to work. And if they have finished their, their courses, they have to go back to their home country before they can sign up to another course. So if you are in the UK and you really want to perhaps check out America, you know, you're welcome to call our office and the show, and we'd be happy to tell you some of the options that would be available to you. If you've just tuned in, this is Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us. So now uh, I would love to introduce our wonderful, wonderful guest. His name is Martin Vallon. Martin, thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Martin, um, uh, before I actually ask you lots of questions, I want sure. to, the, the listeners to know a little bit about you. So sure. I'm going to read your bio here. Martin is a notable immigrant making a huge impact on immigration law and immigrants' lives. He is the Director of Programs and Strategic Development for Express Credit Union and Express Advantage. For nearly six years, Martin has led the efforts of developing and implementing unique and innovative financial asset building products and services that are responsive to the financial needs of underserved communities, including immigrant and refugee communities. Martin also manages express financial education programs, community partnerships, and oversees its community outreach and access initiatives. Martin is also the co-chair of the King County Refugee Forum, which brings together representatives of community organizations and government agencies serving refugees and immigrants in the King County region to identify and help address issues facing refugees and immigrant communities. Martin's professional background includes over 11 years of actively working in the areas of asset building, policy and advocacy, and direct social services with a focus on racial and ethnic minorities. Martin, wow, welcome. What an amazing, amazing background to have. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's a very lovely introduction. Of course. <laughs> I don't I'm think I need to speak any further. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have so many questions. You'll probably find that we don't have enough time. Um, you know, listeners will probably be interested in knowing a little bit about you, perhaps give a, just a snapshot of your immigrant background. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm actually uh, an immigrant from, uh, from Burma. I'm South Asian, I'm Indian, um, but my family was uh, born and raised in, in Burma, and um, we have family uh, uh, both in Burma and India. Uh, I refer to myself as uh, a post-colonial product. Um, we are... Uh, a small minority of, uh, of, of Indians that were uh, essentially uh, left over from the British colonization period and part of the larger uh, Indian diaspora uh, across the world. Um, so, I, and, and we, uh, my family and I um, immigrated to the U.S. Uh, in the mid-90s and um, I had an opportunity um, to naturalize to become uh, a U.S. Uh, citizen uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, and so uh, this uh, experience um, that I've had in the path towards becoming 
uh, a citizen um, from an immigrant background is uh, certainly what uh, uh, leads me to uh, work in the field of um, of uh, immigrant and refugee integration and working towards building programs and products that are inclusive um, for immigrants and refugees in our in our communities here. Well, that's wonderful. And, you know, I can tell you that having gone through a similar experience of becoming a citizen, I actually feel like I'm a much better immigration lawyer for it. I bet. You know, <laughs> I mean, imagine, and, I, yeah. and I think the same goes for you. Certainly. Having that immigrant experience allows you to connect with the, the customers much better and understand their Certainly. issues. You know, I, I just learned something very interesting from you. So Burma, you know, there, I didn't know there was an Indian diaspora there. So how interesting that you had that experience and to share it with us here. I don't think we've had anyone from Burma on the show. Um, I would imagine not. Yeah, <laughs> no, many of you Indian diaspora from Burma No, here. no, there's an increasing uh, Burmese uh, population, not of uh, the ethnic Indian background, but certainly an increasing Burmese population in the Seattle um, King County area because of the increased uh, resettlement of uh, Burmese refugees over the past five years. And so there's certainly a growing and, and healthy uh, Burmese community. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's certainly become uh, a tourist magnet in recent years, too. It has. It has. Well, you know, it, it, there has been some... Um, some reform in, in Burma. I think it's limited. That's my personal mm -hmm. opinion, of course. I think it'll take decades and decades to really see transformation into a true democracy, into a society that's really open um, uh, for, for all. Mm -hmm. Well, this is before I talk to you about the financial programs, I really want to get out uh, into the, 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 the atmosphere here so people can learn about it. Sure. Do you call it Myanmar or Burma? <laughs> I, 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 I call it Burma. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it and seems like Myanmar yeah. is the, the way to call it these days. Like, um, what's the word for Bollywood now? No. Mumbai. Mumbai. You know, it took a long time for Mumbai to sort of sure, stick. Sure. <laughs> sure. I think you'll find that a lot of the expats will refer to Myanmar, which is the official mm -hmm. um, sort of term. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they'll refer uh, the country to Burma, and I think it's almost uh, a sense of uh, rebelliousness mm -hmm. uh, to counter the the many decades of the of the military junta rule in in Burma. And I think referring to it as Burma is uh, you know is resonating back to um, the, the past and into the 1960s prior to um, the the military coup, and then subsequent years of of dictatorship and, and hardship in, in, uh, in that country. Interesting, interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that tidbit. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about Express Credit Union. Yes. What is your role there? Um, so as you mentioned, I am the Director of Programs and Strategic Development with uh, Express Credit Union, as well as the nonprofit partner, Express Advantage. Um, and uh, over my, my six years of being with this uh, social enterprise, um, I've really focused on um, uh, developing uh, financial programs and, and products that are responsive to the needs of um, underserved communities, including refugee and, and uh, immigrant communities. Uh, I've certainly been involved um, in building uh, relationships with uh, community stakeholders, whether from the private or, or public sector, and um, have been involved also in um, some local, state, and national uh, coalitions um, and networks that are focused on the greater, f the greater financial inclusion 
of underserved communities. So uh, that's essentially been my, my focus with, uh, with Express, and certainly we do um, dabble a little bit in, in some policy advocacy work, primarily around um, protecting consumers from predatory lenders, fringe lenders such as payday lenders, ca uh, check cashers, pawn shops that really um, uh, trap people in, in cycles of, of debt for years and years mm -hmm. and, and completely destroy their, their financial um, uh, health. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. That's great. Well, it sounds like you've done a lot of research into what the underserved communities need. And, you know, it's it's a developing area of, of these types of programs and you're at the, the, you're spearheading it, essentially. Why don't you tell us some of the unique programs that you've created? Yeah. Um, so I'll speak uh, specifically to our immigration financing program. So, um, you know, and, and this is... Uh, based on um, the need and the challenges and the barriers um, of, of affordability and access for, for immigrants and refugee populations. So um, in, 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 in uh, accessing um, immigration status, immigration documentation, that really leads to greater social and economic opportunity. So uh, based on that, um, we developed uh, loan products, loan programs uh, to attain those uh, 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 those statuses and, and, and documentation. So we have a citizenship um, loan product, a permanent residency loan product, and a DACA uh, loan product, all of which, uh, again, uh, leads to documentation and status um, that, in my opinion and in others, and, and, and has proven to, again, lead to social um, and economic opportunities for, for our communities. Um, and so the the citizenship uh, uh, loan program essentially offers you um, a loan of uh, $680 um, to, to help with the processing fee um, um, that you need to, to essentially endure um, uh, through uh, USCIS, United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, and uh, in addition to the $680, if you are working with an agency or if you're working with an attorney like yourself um, that uh, may charge additional fees, we um, have that option to um, add an additional amount on the loan to help pay for um, those additional fees that um, that's being incurred um, through those uh, through the services of an attorney or or an agency, and um, we uh, issue the the checks um, directly to the Department of Homeland Security, um, and, and we want to make sure that you know this purpose is for 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 uh, for applying for citizenship or permanent permanent residency, um, and certainly you know we um, have many partners in the community and are deeply rooted and have relationships in the community where um, we can rely on um, agencies and attorneys uh, such as uh, Tamina to, to work with us and, and allow us um, to be confident in, in knowing that the, the individual uh, applying for, for a citizenship loan is, is ready and, and qualified and, and are going to you know, move forward and, and really be successful at it so they don't have to perhaps come back for another loan. Um, so that's essentially the citizenship uh, loan program, but our permanent residency loan program, which is at a higher cost, so even a, a higher in terms of an affordability barrier at 1070 um, so we have that available um, as well. And then our uh, DACA loan program um, is at uh, $465. And of course, these are all uh, amounts of the, uh, the actual USCIS processing mm -hmm. fees. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, and again all the, the 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 remaining two products also allow for the opportunity to add an additional amount for attorney or agency service fees well that's fantastic and last week we had um a member of the white house um Asian American Pacific Islanders Initiative, who Fantastic. was a DACA, DACA recipient, and Excellent. she actually talked about how DACA had really changed her life and how the South Asian community hasn't really taken it up as much as uh, it should be taken That's up. Right. And so, Desi community folks, if you are thinking about DACA, you know, it really is something that will help your life, will help your growth, help your social status, your financial status. And of course, you know, Martin is here to tell you how you can perhaps afford it um, once you get a job of course you'd be able to pay it back but you know that chicken and egg problem Martin is taking care of it so thank you for creating these programs for, for such an underserved community that really needs the, the help so um, how do you apply for something like this let's say somebody's listening today and think well you know I had thought about darker and maybe last week's show and this week's show maybe I will apply for it how do they do that yeah um, certainly so I would encourage you to um, visit our website at www.expresscu.org, and under the member services uh, page, there is uh, a landing page um, uh, of immigration financing, and that will provide um, some of the information that I just relayed to you and um, directions on how to go about applying. Certainly, um, I would encourage uh, folks who are, who are interested uh, now or, or in the very near future to um, email us as well if you're interested. And, um, you know, we have a, a, a special email address, which is uh, loans at expresscu.org. And with that um, email, uh, address you can and directly um, uh, say that you are interested in applying for a citizenship uh, permanent residency or a doc alone and we will uh, respond back to you and you can of course uh, choose the conventional old method way of, of calling us um, so uh, uh, at 206-622-1850 again 206-622-1850 so those are all the the, the channels in which you are able to proceed in inquiring uh, further about um, our uh, immigration financing programs and certainly uh, uh, pursuing uh, the opportunity to apply for, for these loans. So tell us about the qualifications you're looking for. Credit rating is a huge problem, especially if you haven't been here. Sure. So when, when somebody is applying, what are you looking at for them? If they've been a refugee, they have no history. Right. Um, and, and thank <laughs> you for bringing that point up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and we were intentional and cognizant of, of the fact that, um, that many immigrants and refugees, um, uh, you know, come to, to this country with um, uh, perhaps an adverse experience um, uh, in their home countries with, uh, with banking and the financial system. And um, so there's that distrust and fear factor. And so it didn't perhaps take the opportunity to have um, or begin a relationship with a financial institution here. So therefore, it did not have an opportunity to to build credit, to have a credit history. So we were um, uh, knowing that, um, um, you know, we, in our underwriting, um, we uh, sort of structured it so that um, folks who do not have uh, a credit um, history or even a, a credit score um, could still be eligible for these products. Now, um, as a financial institution and as a, a fully regulated financial institution, we do have to um, uh, 
adhere to underwriting criteria. So we will check your, your income, your debt to income ratio. If you have a uh, uh, credit history and credit score, we will, we will check that. Uh, essentially, we are um, determining your ability to um, pay the loan back. Um, but we also understand that um, um, character is a huge piece mm -hmm. to determining um, uh, one's uh, ability to qualify for a loan. And, and although, you know, many other financial institutions um, do not focus on character, you know, I think that's something that we're proud of focusing on as well as the, uh, the, under, uh, the underwriting that's associated with, um, with offering these uh, type of financial products. So, so we look at all that in, in a holistic approach, I would say, in determining whether or not you um, will be uh, available, uh, uh, eligible, I should, uh, I should say, for, um, for one of our loan products. And um, I think it's also, I, I'd like to um, really have the audience um, understand that with these um, loan products, there are additional benefits, and these additional benefits um, were certainly um, ones that also led us to uh, developing these loan products, and primarily around um, the ability to build credit, and um, and and as it, well, and also to have um, to begin a relationship with financial institution for those perhaps who do not have an existing relationship, or those who've had an adverse relationship with the uh, with the with the financial institution or within the financial system, and um, and now they have an opportunity to to. Um, again, have uh, a second chance, if you will, um, and w and the reason I, I I'm f focusing on on this a little bit is that you know having a relationship with a financial institution, having um, a credit history, having a credit score, is critical in the United States, um, in particular with the the financial system that 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 we live under um, to build future financial assets for yourself in the future um, and to really achieve financial stability, resiliency, and economic opportunity. Um, and so with these types of loan products, these are installment loans, so these, you're making monthly payments. And what that uh, means is that those payments um, are being reported to the credit bureaus and that allows you to establish credit and good credit. And so those who have um, um, bad credit. Uh, I think here's an opportunity for for you to to perhaps rebuild your credit. And I think you and I both know that credit can lead to uh, uh, many opportunities, as I've uh, mentioned over and over. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly around employment, mm -hmm. you know, better insurance rates. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the cost of not having good credit is quite significant mm -hmm. uh, if you really dive deep and, and look into it. Right. Well, wha that's amazing. So essentially, you're setting a foundation for somebody to actually start becoming their own and independent financially and socially and so many other things and contributing being a contributing member of society that's right that's right yeah i mean i think it's just not um sort of the 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 addressing the the barrier of affordability but it's also the opportunity yeah for those other things that that's, um, that i just discussed. that's wonderful well we don't have a lot of time left i'm afraid but um I I would you please repeat the the email address and the phone number for listeners please yeah um so the email address is loans so l-o-a-n-s at expresscu.org and the phone number is 206 622-1850. 
and our um, website address is www.expresscu.org. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Any, we have just uh, 30 seconds for you to say something. What would you like to leave the listeners with? Uh, well, I think, well, first I want to thank you for the opportunity to, to, to be present here and to talk about the, the various programs and products that we have available through Express Credit Union. And I do hope that your audience um, uh, realizes and understands the opportunity that uh, citizenship or permanent residency or, or attaining DACA status um, really affords you uh, in terms of uh, social and economic um, growth and opportunity. And I hope that your audience will take the time to not let uh, financing be a barrier or anything be a barrier towards this um, and work towards um, uh, attaining these uh, statuses that um, that uh, you're able to, to attain. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Martin. That was a wonderful last words. Uh, and I hope people have taken heed and they can reach out to you. Uh, so very, very grateful for being here. And perhaps in the future, you'll come back and tell us more Absolutely. about um, the, the, the types of programs that you've continued to develop. Absolutely. Um, it would be a pleasure. <clears throat> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Well, listeners, we don't have much time left, I'm afraid. Um, if you have questions, comments, you can call us at 844-301-1250 next week. If you have feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, questions, send them to me in advance. The email address is info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. That's info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. And of course, if you have any immigration needs, I'd be happy to help you. Check out our Desi website as well at desi 12 50am.com. Next week at Tuesday, we'll have a wonderful guest. He is a, is a renowned immigration attorney called Robert Powell, who has been litigating the Visa Gate case. If you have any idea about legal immigration and the back, backlog, you will know who Robert is. So we look forward to having you listen to us, tune in and talk to um, Robert about all the things that he's been doing, uh, trying to get the green card backlog unbacklogged and uh, let's listen to what that ha what happens next week in the meantime have a wonderful week this is Tamina Watson on immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM take care bye bye